Hey, this is Tom from Never Ask Cigars. You are now watching the Burndown Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Burndown. Today, we have half of Never Ash Cigar Company. It's usually Tom and Steve, but today we're blessed with his presence, and that's Tom from Never Ash Cigars. What's going on, brother? Hey, guys. How we doing? Thanks for having me. Hey, man. Thank you for joining us here on The Burndown. I know you got a busy schedule, and appreciate you taking yeah. the time out of your day to join us here on The Burndown Podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. Happy to I'm, glad, uh, I'm glad we finally got to meet because there's a long, you know, in the background history between Never Ash and our previous guest, Dom. And uh, I want to talk about that little story. Yeah, but we're going to get into that. Before sure. we get into that, we want to hear about what you're smoking, what we're smoking. And uh, are you smoking the same cigars as us today? Or what do you got? I think so. I think so. I'm going with uh, our Never Ash or 815. Yes, so sir. Perfect. 815 for Area Code of Frankfurt. Uh, this is our fifth blend that we released in May this year. Awesome. Yeah, I smoked I smoked a few of these when I was in uh, the Outer Banks a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I smoked the Churchill, the Robusto, the Torpedo. I actually smoked, I think, every one of your lines. But uh, yeah. this was my favorite one. I love the size of this cigar. I love the feel of it. Smokes really nice, especially on the beach with all the wind. It held up very nice. <laughs> which is actually – which leads me into being that it's a great golf cigar too. Oh, yeah. Because when you're in your golf cart, a lot of times the wind – Smokes half your freaking stogie. So yeah. being that it's almost windproof, like you had mentioned on the beach, great golfing. Now, set. is it is this the newest to your uh, to your cigar line? Yeah, this is our this is our la- uh, latest one. So it was our fifth blend. Uh, we released it this year in May. So when we were in the Dominican last year, uh, we actually went down there looking for more of a Toro side, something you know that would lean more medium and profile and whatnot. Um, so we uh, sampled it down there a few times and. Kind of like, whoa, this this one was really hit us right away kind of thing. Uh, brought it back to the States, a bunch of samples. I think we ran out like in a week. Wow. <laughs> just <laughs> giving them away. <laughs> so uh, got everyone to try, and the feedback was just like, wow, you know, that, that's what we're talking about, guys, kind of thing. So, um, yeah, we went right into the design of uh, the labeling and everything. So we added like a little more touch to it. You know, we added some cedar wrap and a ribbon uh, at the end of it. Um, yeah, that's a nice touch. I so, like the cedar wrap. It, it visually, it just you know you could take the cedar and light the cigar with it. Um, you can. I think that's uh, you know I don't think people forget that sometimes. Yeah, you definitely you definitely can, and actually, it's a very clean way to light it. Um, but on top of that, visually, it adds a nice little touch of class to a stogie. I always appreciate. I know Arturo Fuente does that a lot with the Don Carlos line. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty nice to see that. So, how, so how did you come up with the name Never Ash? I know there's a little bit of history behind it. Yeah. Um, so actually, it started right after college. Um, I was smoking cigars with my dad out back, and into him a lot more. Um, after you got out of that, you know, college age front, and you know, being at a lot of younger parties or whatever, and I had just kind of, you know, had an Instagram at the time. I started coining Never Ash on a hashtag, and really, my personal Instagram was filled with cigars. Just different cigars I was smoking, hashtag never ash. And I did it for like three or four years and people started kind of like saying it back to me or like never ash. They'd send me pictures of their cigars or whatnot. So just down the road, I was like, all right, well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to like kind of maybe do something with this one day. So I actually was with Steve at a family Christmas party and we were, uh, 
out in our my dad's cigar garage uh, drinking some bourbon. And Steve's an entrepreneur. He has like three other businesses. So he was just looking for a little, you know, entrepreneur cocktail kind of talk. And uh, I kind of just held out my cigar and I said, never asked right here, man. Like, you know, you know, just kind of being a little cocky and just, you know, held it out. Uh, fast forward a year later, I ended up randomly buying the domain, signed up for some Instagram profiles and whatnot. Um, and right when COVID hit, I was like, all right, I'm just going to, you know, take some effort and make a logo because, you know, at, at that point I was like, if I'm going to smoke a lot this summer. You know, yeah, what, yeah. What else are you going to do? Right. <laughs> let's, let's finally do it. I think I said it, uh, my own Instagram, like a year before I was like, t-shirts and hats come soon. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. So I did it. I made the logo. I started kind of messing around right when the last dance dropped and Jordan was smoking all the time. People kind of like started, you know, talking about cigars and people were just at home by themselves, you know, so they're, you know, they have more time to do kind of something that like a cigar means, you know, relax, enjoy yourself kind of thing. So um, at that point I dropped, you know, post, post the logo and uh, Steve, you know, is my uncle. So a family member was like, Hey man, I really like that. Like, I think we should partner. Um, you know, I love the, do this with you and whatnot so we talked a little more and then you know it was really his idea right off the bat to say hey we got to make cigars like i love the t-shirts the hats the you know the, the cool part of it but uh if we want to make some money or, or really kind of do something you know we should do that and he had had a connection in the dominican um through a uh, mutual family friend in the states um so we were kind of you know right off the bat paired with some really good blenders uh, down there. And um, so, yeah, we had a lot of samples, a lot of smoking to kind of start everything. Um, and that's kind of really, you know, how it started, you know, whatnot. So, so, so and how are you and Steve connected? Are you guys family? Are you guys friends? How- yeah. Well, you know, the Italian family where you kind of just. He's my cousin. <laughs> you know, he's my uncle. Our, 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 his dad and my grandpa are cousins. Um, so they've known each other like, their whole life like his dad came from the same town in italy as my grandma so they we've always know, been around each other at parties you know yeah you, know, you guys are family right. you guys are family, exactly. you know. family. so we kind of just morphed into the whole uh, uncle nephew thing because it's kind of you know the age parameters and everything it just makes sense so, yeah how now how what's the uh the age gap uh i'm 33 steve's 50 oh okay he looks a lot younger than 50 he, yeah he looks like a young guy a full head of hair. He's got the full flow. So. I mean, I think cigars have to do to that. You know, we'll just yeah. yeah. Well, you, you watch our one of, plenty of our episodes. We talk about that how cigars are uh, healthy for you. And it's and it's funny because I'm in a similar situation. So I have my obviously Italian, my my uncle Tino, and he is you know he's in his fifties. I'm 31, and he's he's really my dad's second cousin, or he's my dad's cousin, and I, he's my second cousin. But I call him my uncle Tino my whole life. Like there's there's yeah. no ifs ands or buts. So it's, right. I don't know if it's an Italian thing or if it's a family thing, but respecting too, right? You know, you just instead of just Latino, you drop in, you know, a little more uncle or something like that. So exactly, but yeah, I hear you on that. Um, no, that's what, good. What was I going to just ask? So, um, oh, so you guys, so you guys started around twenty twenty. Is that when the the branch and the yeah. cigars really launched? Yeah, we started twenty twenty. We kind of like got uh, an agreement like that summer, like July ish or something. And then right when we started, we kind of just looked into like the licensing and some other stuff, uh, you know, some corporation and all that. Um, then right off the bat, we went into like three kind of uh, buckets where we were looking for accessories, cigars, you know, a little bit of apparel, kind of just to come out with that. So, yeah, we started 2020 and we launched our website uh, January in 2021. Wow. And at the beginning, we, we kind of came out hot with three cigars, uh, with the Churchill, the Robusto, and the Figaro. 
So all were kind of really, they're all kind of had a little bit of a variation, but more of a, you know, I'd say more of a mild smoke, you know? Um, so that's why kind of our, our later, latter few have kind of added a little more uh, kick to it, but we're, we're still looking at that, you know, especially after smoking the blueprint. I, that's a all the cigar guys. Oh, love that. Thank you for the plug there. Appreciate that. Well, it's good when, you know, two guys who make cigars, they can come together, they can smoke each other's cigars, say good things. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's funny because that's, a, that's a, one of the beautiful things about the cigar industry is we have our, a cigar platform, we have our own cigar, and we're interviewing people that also have their own cigar. It's just, you, you don't see that anywhere else, right? You don't see Bud Light interviewing, yeah. you know uh, – Land Shark or something. They're probably the same one. You don't see Joey's contracting <laughs> interviewing, you know, yeah, you know what Johnny's yeah. contract. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> techni- yeah. technically, we're competitors because we're pushing our cigar and you're pushing your cigar. So technically, we're, but in this industry, it's no, if, you know, we can help you promote your cigar on our, on our channel. We send you some of yours and you're like, hey, you like ours? You got to check out this one. I like this one too. But it's, it's a beautiful thing that you can do that. You don't see that anywhere else. You don't see Jack Daniels prom- uh, looking at, you know, Johnny Walker, like, they they're not going to interview each other. No, and I think from that, like that's the that's the power of social media and like the community, the cigar community itself. I think, you know, um, since I've started, I've I've met people and became friends with a lot of different people in the industry and whatnot. And you know, I think especially like the smaller brands. I mean, there, you have so many legacy ones out there that are there. They're, they're staples, you know, no matter, they're not going anywhere. Um, but I think yeah, and it's good to try you know multiple different different cigars in that in that front. So. Um, no, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, I was happy to try it and really excited for you guys that, you know, came out presentation, everything. So it definitely, uh, definitely fit the bill. And it's cool too. Cause you can taste, you know, we give you our cigar, you give us your cigar. We get to be like, Hey, you know, I like what never Ash did with that cigar. I like the flavors that they did, or I like that unique size they did. And then we can reach out to you and be like, Hey, where'd you get that size by the way? Or you said, Hey, I love that wrapper to you on your cigar. Where, where are you getting that wrapper from? It's, you can kind of bounce ideas off and, and we can improve together. Yeah, you know, so you're not really competitors in this industry. I don't think I really, like, I don't really see too many. Like you always have ones or twos, but you don't really see too many cigar companies really bumping heads. Like maybe underneath the table, they're like kind of like hitting each other, kicking each other. But yeah, like it's few and far between. Yeah, but like in the on the surface, it looks like everyone gets along, and you know they try to help each other, and everyone wants to grow together. I mean, I saw the one article that came out where. Opus X, Arturo Fuente, oh, yeah. was kind of going after CAO because CAO put the X on her thing. And then we're looking at it and I go, nobody is ever going to confuse the CAO ban with Opus X. Yeah. Like, you're no. not even – it's not even close, okay? No, and you got to give a shout-out to CAO too because it was pretty cool, I thought, at least. It was a good-looking band. It was a great-looking band. I think it's a Brazilian Piero. So, I mean, they just – Which is unique. Very yeah, unique. itself. But I was like, that's unfortunate. But I, I could see why they, you know, they kind of felt threatened because it, it, was, a, it was a pretty cool, cool looking cigar. So. I mean, and no one's, I mean, and kudos to them because it's kind of like testing the waters because no one really else has, have, has done a logo like that where it's really close. So, like, any exposure is good exposure. You know what I mean? I mean? What, what happened from that? Do you know what happened? I have no idea. Uh, the result. Uh, I, I don't. I read the, I think, the Aficionado article about it and a couple other uh, releases. Um, I don't know the current status of it, but. Okay. Uh, I don't know if they dropped it. They're still, you know, mingling or battling. But uh, I'm definitely going to keep an eye on. It yeah, it's sure. kind of interesting. So now, is never at, is this your full time full time gig? Is it, are you doing this on the side? You have another job? Like, what's what's the status with that? Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, it is full time. Nice. Um, I 
Yeah, so I, I've been in IT for like years, support, management, whatnot. I actually worked for a company called WeWork, which was okay. uh, right in the backyard of New York. That's where we all started. And yeah. Uh, anyways, I, had a couple, I, was, I had a couple of clients in WeWork and then they shortly moved out after what's, a what's, little uh, bit. What's WeWork? No, WeWork is um, – wait, you not know You used to work yeah. for them? You, yeah, you what's us. WeWork? It, it's a co, co-shared office space. So, mm. they, have, so they um, yeah. Different various sizes. So, um, yeah, they buy yeah, a so building. I mean, like, the technology in there and whatnot and uh you know it kind of it changed with covid like people kind of weren't going as much they're still not going and they still don't want to go back um, yeah I'm, so, I, I haven't gone back i'm still at home yeah, <laughs> i'm like fuck so, the office i, I can just, work for my pajamas oh, fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah and the commute costs i mean so many different things i right? joke with people all the time they complain about the traffic and the commute and i said oh man i got a brutal one it, it, it <laughs> takes me about 37 seconds to get from brushing my teeth to my office they go yeah. fuck you <laughs> No, but I, I think people really felt, you know, got comfortable with that lifestyle in some sense. So, yeah, it just kind of was like at a, at a moment. And um, so this was kind of like going somewhere. And I just, you know, kind of found the avenue to say I'm going to at least, you know, take a chance and try and put some time into it for a few years and do the best I can and see where that where that can take us. Nice. You know? So Steve still does a couple other things, but he's, you know, actively involved. He's, he's you know, always 100 miles an hour. He's always, you know, a lot of ideas, a lot of thoughts. So, uh you know, uh, well, we work, we work well together on that front and, uh, you know, we're, we're able to kind of, we actually in the office down in Frankfurt, if we, you know, do our distribution out of everything, we installed rabbit air and a huge vent system. So, uh, you know, we flip that on and, you know, our lunch break usually consists of a short cigar or something Love like it. that. Oh, you gotta, you have to. Now you guys are based out of Illinois. Um, and now you in the Chicago area? Um, I'm actually, so I live in Elmhurst, Illinois. Uh, I just moved out of the city, uh, right around when COVID hit. So I bought a house out here. Um, so it's like 20 minutes outside of Chicago. And then our distribution office or main office is in Frankfurt, Illinois. And that's about 40, 50 minutes South of Chicago. It. Got so it. you said, so your cigars come, are they made, they're made in Dominican Republic? Yep. And are they a blend or is it Dominican Puro? It's a blend. It's a yeah. blend. So you have all yes. the, the leaves made in Dominican, and I'm guessing what you ship no. them. You ship them into. I know I'm not no, doing no, it either. Look at look at that ash, baby. <laughs> so never, guess, never ash. Never ash. So I'm <laughs> guessing you ship them into what Florida and then up to Illinois, or you ship them directly to Illinois? Um, yeah, we 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 ship them. So unique things, uh, kind of with us, we have a, a few cigars made by one factory, and then we have a couple based on the uniqueness made by a different. Right. So they both ship a little differently, um, but yeah, we, we go through the import process, and then yeah, they get to Frankfurt and whatnot. Um, we just got two new badass humidors that like hold like about ten thousand sticks each. Wow! So, yeah, yes. like those, you know, they're fine, but you know, the ones that are like almost like a tall refrigerator type yep. thing. Yep. Yep. More than good, but we got the one now that has like um, the legit humidity sensors in there that are connected. So it turns the fan on when the humidity goes down at a certain point. So we just got that like a couple of weeks ago. So we're, we're pretty stoked about that. So now we can have more cigars up here. Awesome. Yeah, you got you to line those up and you start looking like a fucking server farm. You just got humidor <laughs> yeah. after humidor, right? I love it. That's the next upgrade. I got the uh, the new air. Um, it's a, a 1,500 count humidor, 1,600 count. Yeah, yeah. I got that one. Then I have the step down from that, which is like a 500 count one. And I got the both of them. And they're all hooked up. I got t- – there's like – the the new one that does the humidity, like you said, and the other one has a timer on it. I got a fan in there; it goes on and off every half an hour. Like I got the whole fucking thing. But it's like, fun the next, though, like 
the next step up. Yeah. That, you know? The next step up. I'm going to show up. Uh, my wife's going to come home and there's going to be a freaking two big boxes of those two of those units. She's like, what the fuck is this? She's like, I, I needed more well, room. <laughs> when you're ready, we got a guy for you, Justin. So uh, I'm ready. <laughs> I need I need to buy myself a wedding present, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still rocking. I'm still rocking the new air 250 count. So let me ask you this. So let's take it. Let's take it all the way back. Right. So how did you first get into cigars mm. right how did how did your cigar journey start i know you said you know you were putting up you had a personal instagram page and it was kind of flooded with all cigars and then you moved in there that's kind of where you started but take us before that how'd you get into um, it and then what made you decide hey i'm gonna make an instagram page yeah because i i find you and your brand specifically intriguing and interesting because you're the same age as us relative you know you're 33 yeah. 31 32 we're all in the same ballpark and uh you know i, I haven't met yet someone who's that young Having their own cigar brand, so I'm Besides very, int- us. you know, obviously, but meeting someone else, so I'm intrigued to hear this. Yeah, no, I so I got into cigars really uh, my dad. My dad was kind of like a, a cigar guy in that sense, like you know, had all the aficionado magazines growing up. Uh, we go golfing; he was always smoking a cigar. Uh, family parties or late nights on the deck, and I just always see that, you know, when you're a kid, you know, you see stuff like, you know, your dad or your whatever, and his uh, his brothers and family too. So I kind of always see that, thought it was kind of cool. We always had friends together, you know, playing poker. I'd be fetching drinks and they'd be smoking cigars, kind of thing. So <laughs> from a young age, I was was very intrigued by it. You know, so to, so to hold on. you were so you were the spider of the group then, right? I was going to say that, but yeah, I was, <laughs> I was called spider. I what got am like I? A dollar dance to drink over here. What am I? I'm a no, no pay my, no, uh, I wasn't allowed to play cards. I got a dollar tip every here and there, but uh, yeah, I was Spider for sure. <laughs> what am I on a no pay? My, what does he say? What am I on a no pay mind list or something? <laughs> he shoots him. Oh my gosh, too funny. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Um, no. So that, that's kind of what got me into intriguing, and then I think I started showing up at high school parties with them. And high school, and wow. Reason, well, you know, like you know, I, you know, right at the end, or even early, maybe it was early, more early college. Sorry. And like it just still didn't have that, you know, the vibe. Like, everyone's signing like, "What are you doing?" Like, yeah, they probably thought you were like some uppity, beer like, bomb, or, yeah. come on, man, like you're out here for an hour. That's like, like uh, in like, high school when someone will bring like a pack of Heineken. I'm like, "Why are you bringing Heineken? We're all drinking like Keystone and Bud Light yeah. and Natural Light. Like, what are you? Drinking? Yeah, you like walk in there like, what, <laughs> like what do you? Who do you think you are? Fucking like Ron Burgundy or something? Like, come have a yeah. Keystone with us. Stop smoking a st- cigar in your sport coat over there. Okay? Like, <laughs> So it didn't really fit the bill just yet, but I was still I was still perusing them, liking them, whatnot. Um, and then yeah, I just after college, like I was living at home, and then I was living with my dad. So you know that that's what we would do. You know, watch go watch a Bears game, uh, go out some wine, grill, go out there and just smoke different cigars. So I would just smoke. I actually liked uh, Dunhill a lot at that time. It was really mild. I think they're some reason that you know they they're not they don't make any more cigars now but is a 12 12 ager that's what really got me into it san cristobal i think at the time too so variations of that um but yeah that that's kind of when it really kind of got going then i continued to smoke 708 it's another local brand around here that i really liked um and then i kind of just you know would keep smoking you know kind of just be into it and then really just the name of this kind of is what propelled me but Really, that the reason the company is definitely more so Steve in the sense of him saying, "Hey, I have experience in this. We can do this." Because I, I, you know, I didn't have any business, you know, experience on that front. You know, I just had the idea, and you know, I, I had this, you know, car in the garage, but and no idea how to drive it, kind of thing. You know? Right. So, sure. Right. So he kind of was able to say, "Hey, we can do this," and then kind of like open my mind on, 
you know, what, what we could do from a business perspective. And I'd say, yeah, definitely really young. And that's why, like, I still, I, I think I, I try and learn as much as I can. So I'm going back to the Dominican November for six days, I think, week or something. And I think, you know, I don't have, I'm not 30 years into it, right? I don't have a palate like that. I don't, I don't have the knowledge on that front. So I don't try and act like that. You know, that's why anything I try, I try and learn. And that's why I like, like you guys mentioned earlier, I like trying other stuff, you know, to get that feel. It's like, oh, okay. I like that. You know, that that's also what other people like. And that kind of then encourage you or influence you to maybe go after a cigar of that nature or something like that. Or you talk to your blender and say, Hey, so what they're working with can, you know, what can we do to maybe get something like that? So, um, and then, yeah, we, you know, we kind of just had some, lucky you know kind of good social media success that's really where you know it all started social media um was just posting like i said initially our page started with just regular cigars you know with long ashes yeah um, random quotes like this one right here yeah this is nice right here yeah you guys are getting there we're growing it uh no rookie moves right oh it's it's gonna drop Uh, on the table 100 percent. but i'm i'm sitting here with never ash i can't ask you guys I, I should probably follow up with th- two minutes later. Say, yeah, I made the rookie move. It happened. Yeah. It's. I mean, hey, I always say, you know, it happens to the best of us. If you don't rookie move, you don't smoke cigars. I mean, yeah. everyone yeah, drives exactly. their ash. If you didn't rookie move, did you even smoke? Yeah, right? Exactly. Every ash, every ash has its day. That, that's exactly. And it's fun. You know? And it's funny you brought that up because um, when I now Dom, who we've had on the from Bespoke Below, who's make who made my tux for my wedding, by the way, shout out to Dom. Heard Dom, it was awesome. Dom Calistro. Yeah. Cigar, the cigar suit, right? Like a full-on cigar jacket and everything? Yeah, the, uh, the lining of the jacket is all yes, so That's what I got going on right now, too. So oh, there sweet. you go. Never asked him there, Bespoke Below. Shout out to Bespoke. So he, he made that one, too? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah that's uh, how I was saying. I had to, you know, I made sure I uh, I steamed this for like an hour because when you watch <laughs> I can't have him tell me, uh, you know, hey, what was wrong with the jacket? Oh, we're, we're going to have to, you know what we're going to have to get? We're going to have to get two suits that have a Burn Down Podcast logo on the yeah, inside. Yeah, So whenever we do events, yeah. you're going to have to wear that come jacket. I mean, say less. On, say less. I mean, he yeah. is, he is very, like, so the backstory about how I connected Dom from Bespoke and Never Ash and, and Tom is I met Dom in Aruba on my honeymoon. My wife and I are checking in. And Dom, and Dom and his family are checking in, and they're loud and rambunctious. And, Marissa, oh, yeah. <laughs> and my wife, Marissa, full blood Italian, she's like, "Ooh, I, I think I'm gonna like these people. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over there and make some friends." I said, "All right, go." And I'm checking in. So she introduces me to Dom, and he's, she's like, he, "I'm like, yeah, you do this, you do that." And I'm like, "Yeah, I love cigars." She's like, "Oh my god, I got so many cigars. I'm gonna smoke them on the beach. You want one?" And Marissa's like, "Oh great, here we go. Here we go. I'm on my honeymoon, <laughs> and I, this is not what I needed." There goes Eric. <laughs> So, she made the introduction too. Right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so it's her fault. It's all her fault. <laughs> so, so, uh, so whatever. We exchange information, this and that, and then the next day, I think we're going to the beach, and we we, we meet in the elevator, and he's like, um, he's like, hey man, you know, um, he goes, my buddy, uh, he has his own cigar brand. It's called Never Ash, and he's like, I showed him your uh, your Instagram, and he follows you already. I was like, what? I was like, no way. I was like, who is this? And I was like, Never, because you, this must, this was. Uh, a couple January, years ago. January 2022, this this year. So yeah. you now you guys yeah. just just released your cigar. So I was like, oh shit, mm-hmm. no way. So I'm think I'm thinking in my head, rookie move. I'm thinking never ash. I'm like I'm like, what's going on here? And then you know it progressed from there. I became really good close with Dom over that vacation. We still talk today. I texted him the other day saying, hey, I'm having Tom from Never Ash on. He's like, hell yeah, tell him I said what's up. That's that's yeah. great. How like I just clicked in my brain where it's. A never ash turns into a rookie move. Exactly. That's exactly how I thought of it. 
And, yes, uh, and I make it clear that our cigars, it is a catchphrase. It is a fun catchphrase. It is not literal by any means. <laughs> never ask your cigar. Never. never. You never. We, you we, ash our cigar, you can never yeah. buy it again. <laughs> yeah, we, we checked into PCA. And me and Steve are getting our badges. And the lady there is like, wait, they, they, they never ash? Like cigars just never ash the whole time? And we're like, oh, man, this, this, oh, this is yeah, a little bit a little long weekend explaining. But, uh, <laughs> yes, it's so how was PCA? Because the PCA, the, the PCA in 2022 is your first time going there, right? There yeah. it goes. Oh, son oh, of a. Here we go. Look at that, though. It's solid. Oh, there it goes. There yeah. it goes. That's solid, though. Look at that. That is. That's a good one. Look at that. Take yeah, a look at that. That's well, solid. we're talking. We're smoking, you know. Yeah. So we're not as full. Well, not giving it the full attention, but there you go, Justin. Mine's leaning a little, uh, little to the left. Uh, it, was, it was really cool. I mean, I think we walked in on Friday, and, like, you see, like, Patel and uh, J.C. Newman and, like, their exhibits. It's like, oh. Okay. <laughs> big, big the league. big leagues. Yeah, they got yeah, like the, they got like the double bays where they got we show up to our ten by ten. We're like, okay, all right, um, <laughs> <laughs> let's do uh, this. <laughs> let's, let's get to work. <laughs> so we, we we use the space well. You know, uh, our logo was front and center, so a lot of people kind of stopped and checked that out. Uh, talked to like retailers from all over the country. Uh, made some international connections too. So. Um, but you know, we gave out a lot of cigars too to try and, and that's part of PCA, you know, it's, it's definitely a, uh, we're a new brand. So, um, but I think from that part learning experience, we got a lot of different suggestions or tips from retailers to, you know, what, what they're kind of thinking or what makes them kind of, you know, want the cigar and that kind of sense. So it was good to hear that feedback. And as we're young, we, we have ability to kind of adapt and change. So, uh, and yeah, I had some fun, went to some, some nice dinners, went to the Sinatra room and, uh, in the encore, so that you know, had to pay a Frank a visit, so that was amazing. Um, yeah, we had a, we had a great weekend. It was a lot of fun. How was how was the Sinatra room? How was that? Oh, it's if you've never been there, I, I highly suggest. It's just Frank music, pictures, everything. You know, they got different foods. I mean, it's Italian, and uh, it's, it's fantastic. It's um, class. Yeah, class. I mean, it's, it's, the encore casino is awesome too. It's, mm-hmm. just, you know, it's really nice. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's a vibe, man. That's all I can say. It's a vibe. Oh, yeah. What was, uh, like any, uh, any like funny, interesting moments at PCA that, that, that come to mind? Like some wild uh, person was like, give me all your cigars. I want them all. Um, uh, well, you know, I think there, there's, there's some, you know, after day one, it's like, you, you kind of got to differentiate who's wanting the cigars, right? Some people stop and they just kind of are looking at you and like, we're like, can I help you? Like, you know, you need something? Or? They just come with a they just come with a bag, like a like a yeah, they got a bag full of adult trick or treater. Yeah, they don't want yeah, they don't want to know anything Here's, about it. It was like trick or treat. And yeah. we're like, well, I'm not gonna just like flat out be like, no, get or anything. We're trying to just at least like understand. And they say they're with this person or, or their name tag, not the name. The I don't know. So uh, that part was interesting for sure. You know, trying to weed that out best we could in some sense, but we did bring enough to. Make sure you know that that wasn't gonna you know hurt us by any means. So there's people um, that go there just to like get cigars, not really to like learn about the brands and stuff oh, like I that. Think, yeah, I mean, no, no, I think I think there's all from my experience, at least everyone there was le- legit cigar smokers, like really interested into. I mean, they they cared about whatever the brand, and all that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think they they do um, from that standpoint because then they just, you know they get a lot of cigars and they get to try some new ones and all that. And it's like who's giving away what and all that. So. Um, we had a couple different friends there too uh, that we know from the Dominican, so we kind of were able to talk to them, see how they were doing and whatnot. But um, yeah, I think it's it's a little bit of both, you know. So you got specific retailers that are you know, decision makers, really kind of interested. But we learned a lot. Like there was some different techniques other brands were doing that, you know, we're like we, we want to look at 
doing that more next year um, on some stuff. So that's why we went. You know, we didn't, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, that, that's a big jump or that's a big dive right into all. But we're like, we just want to go. We want to go. We want to immerse ourselves into it. Yeah. We want to learn. We want to be around it all. And from there, kind of build on that. So, and that's yeah, we, we talked about it because a lot of people asked us if we were going to go this year. Um, and I think think that next yeah. year I asked, uh, I asked Eric, yeah yeah i think next year because it's in uh what what month is it it's uh, uh july july it's, unless it's changed for next year but yeah it was in the beginning of july this year so. yeah so i think next year we because we talked about we would like to go and obviously we have the blueprint but we'd want to do a podcast there live yeah yeah, uh, yeah. And, you know so yeah. We, we talked about it and we've we've reached out to people about what what uh how much it costs and and uh, how many media cigars perspective, I think, yeah, you guys can go as like media and stuff. Yeah, it goes immediate media pass. different media there. You know, you guys bring your own content or your own supplies and equipment. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure, that, you know, a lot of the people know you there too. I, I mean, it would, we'd love to see you there. For sure. I would, yeah, I'd love to go. Cause you can even think about like, cause I, we didn't know the regulations. Like, do you need a, a, a tobacco license in order to have a booth or no? Uh, so you, yeah, you, well, yeah. So to, you have to be a member. Um, and be a member from a retail perspective um, or, or a manufacturer. So you'd be both, both um, yeah. to go. And then retail, if you're just a member, I think you get a certain amount of passes just for your shop or people to go. If you, mm-hmm. you know, you got to pay and all that. Um, but you actually apply for a Nevada one day or like a weekend long Nevada. There uh, it goes. Oh, boom. There you go. <laughs> so, Bada-bang. um, but yeah, you have to show there is a there's a little process for that insurance and some stuff like that. But um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, be worth looking into and seeing what you may need for that specifically, or if you're working with the distribution, something that you know they can include you in their setup. Or by that point, you might yeah, you might have a distribution. Yeah, you might even have it. Huh? that are specifically distribution. So did you see did you see like a like a growth in sales or growth in exposure from going there? Like, was it a good turnout for you guys? Yeah, I think I think the sales part we're still working with some deals on that front. Um, exposure wise, I think it was great to just you know, especially from the media people, the influencers, and some people that we knew, you know, we were able to kind of meet them in person and, and thank them for kind of the support they've shown and that kind of stuff. So from yeah, and I think just like showing people that we were there from social media perspective was was, was good too. So um, yeah, I don't know if it was like a massive boost in the sales aspect, but we you know we kind of knew going into it it was. That might not happen, and you know we wanted to go there kind of more so to be there, you know, uh, be in the be in the building. Yeah, you pay. I think you you paid for the experience, you know, because now you're now you yeah. kind of under, understand what it takes. You're not like a newbie to it. You know, next time you go, you'll be a little more prepared. You know, you try this, don't do this. So I, I think, and you know, just like us, when we do anything for the first time, and they may not always be the best, but you know, you you take some kind of experience or you learn something from it, so that way next time. You're a little more prepared. Yeah, and you gotta, you gotta. Um, it's kind of like you gotta be immersed in it. You gotta. Every once, you know, the first one may not show a huge spike, but maybe the fourth one will. You know, but yeah. you you just gotta keep going and keep being involved in all of the cigar events and the cigar culture. And then who knows? It could be a PCA that you get a connection that takes your business to the next level. It could be a little event with 25 people in some lounge somewhere that you happen to just do because you were free. And that is, is what takes you to the top. But if you don't go to any of these and you just try to build it from your computer, it's going to be much more difficult. You really got to be exposed into it. You guys know from like just the content perspective, you know, having that, you know, to say you're out and about. So that's why we've done, you know, a lot of events this year. 
um, from variations, polo club, uh, you know, different golf outings, weddings, anything like that, you know, and just showing people that we're there and, you know, we're building, you know, relationships with the customers and, um, you know, potential new customers. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I couldn't agree more on that. You just kind of got to be where you're wanted and, you know, you know, push the brand. And and then with that, you're also getting feedback on either the cigars or kind of what people would want to see and then it helps you pave your way going forward too. absolutely now, what's now what's the dynamic between you and steve like do you ha- do you do x y and z and then steve does y z x oh there yeah. we go mine just went too Sorry. Ah, so he won uh, he won he got the last one i yeah uh that was like that was quick um yeah so i do i would say i do more of like social media and some of the website stuff and that um steve's kind of just full circle and stuff with sales operations uh, financial stuff um, regulations um, so we have a good dynamic on that front you know yeah. we, we mess together when we're, we're, we're thinking of ideas or, or talking you know about the future and that um, you know we've also stayed kind of true to what we started with you know and not trying to drift away we, we, tr- we trust each other and to you know make the decision or do what we got to do and we also know that that may not always be the right decision or whatever. And I think that's business in general. You kind of just got to go with your gut, go with your intuition and, uh, you know, learn from it if, if it's not the right way. So, Most definitely. Yeah. I would say that's kind of like how we split it up. That's good. Much. Yeah. I mean, it's but good. Have, it's good yeah, to have that. It's good to have that yin and yang. Like I say it all the time, you know, Justin does certain things. I do certain things where I lack, he picks up or he lacks, I pick up. But like, I think, like you said, it's kind of just like business. Like you, if you're working with somebody, you want someone that fills in the gaps that you're not necessarily the best at yet. So it's, yeah. it's good when you have that yin and yang. And then um, on, a, on a different note, I saw you guys were on the uh, Uncut podcast, I think, with Jay Cutler. I was yeah. I yeah. was just looking at that note. On yeah. your, that's funny. So so <laughs> obviously Jay Cutler, Chicago Bears quarterback. You know, how did you guys – Duh, Bears. Duh, Bears. How did you guys get involved one with that? One and oh. One and oh. One baby. One and oh. One and oh. So that was a hell Mary, actually. Really? No uh, pun. No pun intended. No pun intended. Uh, my brother tagged me on a post Jay was smoking or something, and I was like, "All right, you know, I think I was just we." This was like pretty much right where we started. I was just like, "Hey, Jay, longtime Bear fan, um, you know, cigar company from right around Chicago, Illinois. I would love to send you some." And he's like, "Great, I'd love to try it." At that point, we didn't have cigars. We <laughs> 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 didn't have cigars. I was like, "Oh shit!" Well, you had so, no. You were like, "He ain't gonna fucking respond." Right? Yeah, I was like, you know, <laughs> "He's all over the place at that point." You know, something I could get, and uh, you know, because that's part of it. You can't really advertise or, or pay too much money on the social media from mm-hmm. tobacco. Mm-hmm. But you kind of got to be really creative and nifty how you do your, your ways. Um, so that was a thought. You know, like he's local, so. But uh, thankful to him that we stayed in touch you know, for the next few months. And as soon as we got him, uh, we, we sent him, uh, the first three and he, you know, I think I reached out and I was like, Hey, you know, did you like him? And, and he didn't respond. I was like, ah, that's probably it. And I think I sent him one more. And then like 30 minutes later, he tagged us on a story. I think we had like at the time, like 300 followers. So like, people were texting us like, is this real? Like, what, how did that happen? You know? Um, so from there, uh, he liked the church and we just kind of stayed in connection, stayed in touch and, kept sending him some here and there. He would help us post and he was propelling us and boosting us followers and really helping us out on that front. And then, uh, yeah, as he got closer, he started that podcast. He asked us to, uh, come down and, you know, he said he wanted a cigar expert on the podcast. And we're like, well, we'll, we'll, we'll be, we'll be as best we can. <laughs> you know, uh, fake it till you make it, baby. Fake it till you make it. 
yeah, exactly. We're like, yeah, yeah, no problem. We're there. So uh, it went really well. We had a great day. We uh, we had like dinner one night, and the next day we we did the podcast and uh, made some of his cuts by Jay the meat and hung out and had some drinks with them and whatnot. So it was a really cool experience, and you know we appreciated the opportunity that he gave us on that front. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. So what actually that leads us into one of the questions because you had mentioned that you can't really promote too much on social media being that it's tobacco. It's the same thing on YouTube. You can't really do any advertising. It's just kind of word of mouth and you have to do some influencer advertising. So what are, you know, how did you overcome that? I mean, it sounds like Jay Cutler definitely helped you propel a little bit, but what are some, do you have any like tips and tricks or how did you really overcome that, that hurdle of social media? Yeah, I think first and foremost is staying the guidelines, especially if you're a smaller brand. Like, you know, last thing you want to do is, you know, disrupt the social media platform and get kicked off or, uh, you know. Yeah. Not, you don't don't, 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 don't Andrew take I was just going to say, don't you want to pull a take. your account status every now and then. Make sure you're still good with Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I think the way around that is to just be active. So I'm very active on it. Um, I, you know, anybody that's posting our stuff, I'm always – posting right back just like you guys you guys are amazing at that too like i think that's like it makes people feel like they're connected to the brand or the person or something and like they care about you it's like okay and then it kind of makes them want to do it again or then their friends see and then they it starts more conversation so from that front i would say you know be active like other people's stuff drop comments on their stuff you know be in the community as much as you can you know have your followers or your following or your i'm sorry who you're following like what your 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 demographic your platform is cigars you know my personal page is i hardly use it yeah my cigar page i love it because it's just cigars all up and down so uh-huh. it's yeah um so yeah i would say that's the thing and then you know it takes time too to, to build those relationships and, and you're going to strike out like you may send cigars and you may work with think you're going to work with someone and then they just they don't respond you know and, th- and that's okay you know that that happens as part of it you know you're going to you know give some out that like i said you don't get the exposure but you know just Continue building that. And then also listening to the feedback. You know, if someone didn't like something for something specifically or had a suggestion, you know, there's no harm in just listening and hearing them out and uh, learning from it in whatever which way that that can do that for you. Um, But, yeah, my overall, like, I would say, yeah, stay active and then just find the people that you can, you know, kind of help you and influence you and treat them well. Treat them well a bit, you know, make sure they know that, you know, you appreciate them. And I think, you know, we've kind of found you, uh, our, our buddy Smoke with Pop. Uh, Rojo, a couple of those. Uh, Scar Boss Man, great dude. Yeah, uh, Sean's, Sean's the man. Sean's okay. the man. Shout yeah. out to Sean. Like that. I, now I feel like my community is kind of a little tighter knit on that front because I've kind of found my five to ten people that I really, really trust, I really like, and I enjoy interacting with them. But it takes some time. You know, you yeah. got to kind of navigate that and be active on it for a while until you get to that point. And I think one thing that you mentioned was you like to, if anybody is posting your cigar, you always repost them. On the Never Ash page. And I think that's great because, and we do, like you said, we do the same thing with the blueprint. If you post the blueprint, we automatically will repost it on my account, on his account, on the Burnout account. And we put the the blueprint, the, the logo on there. And I think it's great because, like you said, people feel like they're connected and they feel like they're involved. And when they see on your account that you're reposting everybody that posts the blueprint, that makes them want to post about the blueprint mm-hmm. or post yeah. about never ash because they go oh shit they repost so if i post about it they're going to repost me yeah you know so why? it makes more people want to try 100%. it and then repost about it and then the more people and then it's just kind of like exponential well you know why growth. i know how it works because i was that same guy when i started my cigar page and i yeah. saw the bigger pages repost a lot of people i said oh shit 
if I if I get the person's you know accessory or cigar and I post it, I'm gonna get reposted. Yep. And I want to get yep. their exposure, and that's yeah. essentially why I do and what we do is constant repost because um, I think the biggest thing to to build a community, no matter what niche or industry you're in, is answer every DM, answer every comment on your picture. You know, interact with everybody because, like you said, sometimes people will just comment and they're not gonna comment back, but you respond to them and. That might a little spark an interest in me. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to like all their posts. I'm going to keep up with what they're looking for. Let me stay in touch with these guys. And, yeah, uh, and it's a huge point. Fun. As you grow, too, just remember that, like, you know, I mean, you guys, I shout to you guys, like, you know, your followers are uh, your content. Mike, my, my dad, my brother sends, like, your guys' posts. Like, <laughs> Mike Pirano, all of us are always sending in laughing, man. It's, it's top notch, by the way. Appreciate it. Content. Thank you. Yeah. Hilarious, so many different. Oh man, there's so many good ones, and I don't even know what's my favorite. But I think you know, kind of staying in touch with you know the, the people in the beginning, and you know as you grow, maybe or get bigger, you know just, just keep that consistency with everyone that is, is messaging you and posting. I think yeah. That, I think and one, one a, thing I want I want to just really quick side note is I love how easy it is to take the band off. Yeah, that is a that is key. Uh, that is key, and a lot so a lot of cigars don't pay attention to that it is a little bit about waiting until the right moment to take the label off but i've done that with a lot of other cigars and it rips and the label rips and it doesn't come off neat but the fact that both bands the secondary band and the main band come off easily that's a night that's a nice little touch yeah, i yeah. like that i definitely like that well i would say justin that's probably because we we did our bands at the same place but yeah um, <laughs> i think we probably did <laughs> No, I noticed uh, yours and I, yeah. So, but no, I agree. That's, that's, uh, touch the details. And yeah, with the 815, that's kind of where we did that. And that's actually where we're at now of like looking at stuff and being in it a couple of years, seeing what we like, what's out there, what's gotten the best feedback, and then, um, expanding on those blends to different sizes. So that's what we're looking at now. We got samples coming up. Uh, we're, we're going to try and add a different size to, each of our blends right now, we're going to rename them. You know, we're going to have somewhat of a theme uh, that will kind of tie them all together and then, you know, give a little more options to, you know, if someone's not a Churchill person or doesn't really like a torpedo or whatever, you know, doesn't mean they shouldn't necessarily get to try that blend. So right. now where we're at now, we're, we're trying to expand on that too. So. Yeah, that's actually, that's a key because we've gotten, uh, we've gotten asked if we have a different size coming because we have a Robusto Gordo. Which is just a slightly thicker size than than Regordo. Which I think uh, that's a great size. I mean, Robusto Toro—that's a great, great size in general. Like that's two favorite sizes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we've had people ask us, like, "Hey, are you come out with another size? It's like a little bit smaller. Like I want a quicker smoke." And I'm like, "You know, we actually we haven't discussed it like at the immediate moment, but we will have more sizes. We will have more blends. We have ideas for at least yeah. like ultimately five cigars and then different sizes on those and." But it's good to, like you said, you're taking the feedback from people. You get one person says, "Hey, I'd like a different size." Okay, then you get a second, a third, a fourth, a fifth. You're like, "All right, I start. I need to start investigating yeah. different sizes, yeah. right?" I mean, now I'll. You don't have to give us your personal experience, but what would you say is a good startup investment if you wanted to start a cigar brand? Like how how to do it, or yeah, like you know what what would be like a number that you because you know, I don't mean I don't know people don't know. You know, if you want, if they want to start a cigar brand, you know, is there a number or a figure in your head that you think you might have to have to save up to start? You need five grand, oh, ten grand, like fifty yeah. grand, like. Um. Well, it depends on, I guess, what your goal is, and then kind of your production, right? So, as your production grows, your prices go down, 
So if you're not making a ton, and there's some blenders that probably won't just make, I mean, depending on how well your relationship is, you might not just get like 100 or 200 cigars. So you might have to make a certain amount. Yeah. And then, but I would say, you know, one thing, um, which you guys did, I think would be, if you're starting like today is, you know, take that and go a little slower. Like, you know, you can, you could come out with that one and then, you know, you know, get it in there. And then from there kind of expand on that. Cause then you're, you're a little less overhead than going out with so right. many, because then you got to spend, you got, you got to keep producing. So once they hit a certain point in the Dominican, now you're like, okay, money back in. So 2021 was all right back into the bank account to make more cigars. Yep. You know, two productions just right back in. So I think from that standpoint, you know, number you know, you're, you're definitely looking at productions, taxes, import, stuff like that. Um, if you're going to build a website and you're doing e-commerce, you're going to have those fees too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but it really, I think the number really comes down to just, you know, how many cigars. And then also, like, if it's just cigars, like, are you going to maybe dive into some other stuff, accessories, apparel? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what do you want to do? But I don't think it hurts to just kind of start slower. And, you know, our brand really was slow. It never really came you know, from social media perspective, it was six months, you know, of, of no never ash content, literally no t-shirts, accessories, cigars. So we kind of did that a little different. And then we kind of came out of the gate, I would say hot with the first three. So, um, but yeah, I would, I, I think you could do it with, you know, 30 to 40. Um, you know, if, if, you know, you do it right. And that gives you a little extra money too, to kind of, you know, that, that's a real guess. I mean, I don't want to. Yeah. Be, no, no. And I'm, it's good too. Cause it's an, <laughs> another, like it. a piece of like a, an advice from our side is that really utilize the relationships that you have with different people. Like try to build the relationship, go to these cigar events, try to make relations and build a relationship because you can work out deals with people that maybe they want to help you make a cigar. And, you know, they'll say, Hey, listen, I'll, I'll cover some of the upfront costs uh, help you put the first cigar in, and then the next cigar will go full where you're buying them at cost and selling them. Because you know, there's different ways that you can go about it. But yeah. to your point is, one, you have to really figure out what is your end goal. Like, are you just trying to put a one and done out, or are you really trying to build a brand? And then two is, you have to think uh, in terms of the numbers of cigars. You can't really do a hundred or two hundred or even like five hundred sticks. You really got to think like at least a thousand, two thousand sticks because if you bring that to a manufacturer, they're probably not going to entertain a hundred cigars or five hundred. If you come in and say, "Listen, I want to build, I want to make five thousand cigars or ten thousand cigars," they're going to say, "Okay, now we have something we can talk." So you really got to, if you want to build, go into the cigar industry and build and make your own brand. You got to do it. You got to go in and make the freaking brand. Don't try to half-ass it and come in with a little tiny make the brand stand by it commit to a large number and then go from there yeah and you don't want to run out of inventory for any purposes whether that's a that's a sale on e-commerce right. or events or retail and all that so you know you kind of got to have extra at all times in some sense you know in some way or form so um but yeah it is a challenge to kind of figure out that right area where you want to be with how many different blends and then and that's where I think we're at right now, just trying to navigate those waters and, you know, add a little more touch to it, add a little more new feature, keep innovating. I think that's really important, you know, but there's, you know, if you start and you have plans, you know, you can take some time to learn a little bit. And like you said, be at the events, be in the community, you know, be around everyone, learn, learn, learn. And then you kind of can start taking a couple mm-hmm. more steps forward. And I think another another thing, too, is take into account 
out of this, let's say you make 2,500 cigars, take into account that a portion of those, call it 500 or, or 10, 10 to 20%, are going to be just handouts. You're not making any money off of those cigars. You're going to be handing those and you're going to be sending them out to samples, giving them to cigar lounges, giving them to people, and you're just going to eat the cost on those because that's how you build the brand. Like you said, the whole all of 2021, you didn't make take any money out of what you made from the cigars. It's all back into the business to make more cigars because you're, you're front-loading it where you're building it and then three, four years down the road, now we're in a position where our we're a well-known brand. Everybody's buying it. Now we can start taking money out. Yeah, I just think there's, you know, with that too, like I was saying, just labeling, uh, ring design, that kind of stuff too, adding to that box design and then logistically figuring out how you're going to sell them if it's going to be, you know, five-pack, ten-packs, uh, boxes. You know, Right. We started off with just bundles, 20 bundles. You know, then we kind of got into boxes after that. You know, yeah. once we kinda, and we're still navigating those waters. We're looking to redo them again, uh, make them even, you know, a little more – uh, personal touch, a little more design, a little more feel, a little better presentation. I think that's a huge aspect of a um, presentation, you know, because if it could be one of the best cigars, but it doesn't feel like that at all when you're smoking it uh, or, or looking at it. You know, you're, you're kind of missing, you're missing something there. You're losing something there in some yeah. sense from your perspective. Because one of the things that we talk about too is like, you know, the cigar, ultimately the cigar, everybody says that the cigar sells itself, right? If the cigar is good, the people are going to get it. However, the people that haven't smoked a cigar or don't really, you know, if they don't know you and they don't trust your your palate, it's all about the visual aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Is that label going to attract people? Is the box going to attract people? Because that's ultimately when you walk into a humidor, that's what people are looking at, the label. Yeah. If you want it to be a high, you know, high-end, the label needs to, needs to reflect that. If the label is yeah. shit, the cigar could be fantastic, but nobody's going to pick it up because the label's shit. Yeah. And and I and I took that perspective when I was a kid. Like, I liked football teams based on their colors. <laughs> I liked the Green Bay Pat. <laughs> uh oh, I don't want to make Tom laugh. Wrong, <laughs> wrong. That one down the, that. went down the wrong pipe. Edit that one out. Thank God this wasn't mine. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to put that in the blooper. Blooper reel. <laughs> but uh, no, what I was trying to say was, um, you know, I took, you know, my idea for the the visual the blueprint was when i was a kid i was attracted to bright colors you know cool logos so i like the packers i like the carolina panthers the tampa bay bucks and then it progressed from there when i was into cigars i didn't know shit about cigars so what did i do i looked at the things that the cigars had the best brands the, the not the best brands the the coolest logos so like a lot of my fathers attracted me the uh the, the Arturo, fuentes, the fuentes yeah. days uh, the Perdomos, like the really big bands, the really artistic bands, those are the ones that attracted me. So yeah. when we were developing the blueprint, I was like, listen, it's got to pop. Like when you walk in a humidor for someone who doesn't know a cigar and they look at it and be like, hmm, you know what? I'm going to try that cigar. I think, yeah. I think that's a big goal. Um, obviously creating a great blend, but the other half is also visually you want to yeah. make sure it's a very impactful. Yeah, thinking of that, that the time to potentially manipulate them, right? And say like, you know, you see that with not even cigars, wine, bourbon, all that, you know, same kind of thing. You look at something, you have a feel for it. I mean, it's got to be good no matter what in that sense, especially, and then down the road, then it's like, you're no one's ever going to say anything bad about you if you're, if you're having that because yeah. it's already cemented. So, yep. um, but I couldn't agree more. I think there's an opportunity there for any new brand to really kind of look at that. And, and that's where we're at. Like, you know, we, we like what we've done so far, but we think we can grow on that and, and keep building. So now if we, I should have asked this in the beginning, but eight one five is that the area code for Frankfurt, Illinois? Yes, Frankfurt, uh -huh. Illinois. 
Got it. So maybe we might have to develop the the six three one or the nine one four or the five one snaps. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, yeah, because I think I might have. I think I might have asked you, or maybe I saw it in one of your your literatures about the eight one five. But yeah, I want to make sure that was Frankfurt's uh, area code. Yeah, we did that one. You know, that was our first one. We kind of like named a theme, and that that was thinking ahead, right? So we're looking at this one now, potentially in like a Corona or you know a different feel. Thought about Robusto, but. Kind of already is already got that 52 ring gauge. So if there's not too much of variation, I'd rather almost like a different feel to the smoking perspective. But we're going to taste it. We're going to make sure the blend goes well in that kind of size frame or whatever. Um, but, yeah, and that's why now we're kind of backtracking on the other ones to get to that point so that we can kind of, you know, it can't be named the Churchill anymore if, if there's multiple sizes. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, we're, we're, we're kind of – we're coming to the end here. Uh, we're almost about an hour. So this is uh, – this is the time where we like to give you the red carpet where, you know, plug away, tell people where they can find you, what the next greatest thing out of Never Ash is. If you have any events coming up, tell people where, where they can find you, what's going on. The red carpet, the floor is yours. Yeah, so you can get our cigars um, at NeverAsh.com. We offer each blend in five, ten, and boxes. Also offer a sampler pack, just one of each. Great way to start, try them, and then build on that and then also a variety pack if you're going to a party or something of that nature you get three of each blend so 15 total cigars um uh, never ash co on instagram uh, we're always going to be on there we're always posting some content we're uh, interacting with all of our uh customers event wise we are going to be doing a dinner at mr benny's steakhouse in mokina illinois so pretty local you know that might be a little bit local but uh and if you're in this area in the illinois area we're doing that on september 28th um we also have a couple oakbrook polo matches in the oakbrook area where we're at a polo club live polo actually happening and we're there with cigars so that's fun we got that this sunday and the following sunday the 25th um and then throughout you know the rest of this year we have some uh different some a few more golf outings uh no no specific details and all that um and then yeah so for next uh heading back to the dominican in november we are gonna look at all our blends kind of see if there's any area we can enhance or you know change that experience or, or make them better um we're gonna rename some stuff add some more sizes um and then and really work on you know our presentation to the end consumers and whatnot because we we feel that's really important so definitely Look out for all of that coming, you know, like I said, this fall, winter of the Midwest area uh, time frame. Um, and, yeah, we hope to be back, you know, PCA, multiple events next year. And uh, retail, retailers hit us up, wholesale at neverash.com. We're open for business. Um, come on definitely, down. Definitely want to get any more stores. So, no, no doubt. Uh, well, you got to get, yeah. you got to come down to New York. We got to, we got to get some Neverash down in New York. Yeah, man, I, I would love it. I would love it. Uh, what, what part of New York are you guys living in? I live in uh, Long Island. He's just north of the city in Westchester. Yeah, so okay. we're both we're both we're both originally from Long Island, but uh, I moved a little outside of the city. But um, but yeah. So I'll tell you what. If I'm ever out there, I'll hit you guys up. And same thing for Chicago. Yeah. Oh please. yeah. Oh yeah. Please, please, please. Come out here. We'll, we'll get down well, out there. I was trying to plan. I, I mean, was, I was trying to plan a little trip with my wife Marissa to come to Chicago this summer, um, to do like a little getaway. And then we end up going to Nashville because I was telling Dom, he's like, listen, I'll take you around. We'll go, we'll go meet with Tom. We'll go here. We'll go there. And I was like, Marissa, we're going to get the hookup. And then we end up going to Nashville. But, um, my she said no. Yeah. She <laughs> said, we're going to get Nashville. But, um, my last question for you if you could smoke a cigar with one person, dead or alive, who would it be? Now, oh, I actually have the answer, but 
Um, it could be it could be two people. It could be two. No, people. no, no. That's fine. Uh, what I'm asking is, does it matter if they like cigars or not? No, absolutely not. No. It's whoever you want it to be. Okay, so first, 100% Michael Jordan. I'm a massive Michael Jordan fan, massive Bulls fan. I grew up loving him. I watched the cigar aficionado interview with him probably once a week. Last <laughs> week. He may, he, he may not smoke and never ash. He loves his part against Lusitania's, but. Yes, he does. He is, <laughs> I've, I've heard from sources that, you know, he will smoke and uh, he'll smoke what he can get in some sense. But um, that's the dream. Uh, him and then obviously uh, I think my other one, if I can get to, uh, I think it. There's so many. I, I'm gonna. Say, I would. I want to say Sinatra, but he just doesn't. I, he. I wasn't really a cigar guy, so, you know. But I, I would be hell of a hell of a table to have a. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, you might God. have to come out with a uh, never like ash. Rat, like, I get the whole rat pack. You know that that would be the way to that go. That would be that would be. Awesome. You got to come out with a never ash like a Lancero, to kind of say, hey, listen, Jordan. I know you like the Lusitanias, but try this well, Lancero. Eric, did you, I, we did send a couple of those samples to you guys. Yeah, we I think they're still. I, they're still marinating on the second shelf in my. There's no label. Yes. So we were down there, Justin, actually, and uh, we were at. I think uh, I gave you one. Did you give me one? I think I gave. I don't you know one. if I smoked. That's why I said he might have to make one. Yeah, I don't know not, if I smoked. Did it. you give me like uh, like four or five of them, right? Yeah, we were at we were yeah. at our factory, El Maestro Cigars, uh, the Ventura family, who was fantastic. By the way, they do some great stuff. Shout out to Ed Ventura, Henderson's awesome and great brand. Um, and his daughter walked in with a Lancero, and I hadn't. I just hadn't smoked one. I've always been intrigued, but I just hadn't had a good one or I hadn't really had one. So I'm like, what's like looking at it? She's like, do you want one? Like, it's not a big deal. I'm like, yes, absolutely. So I actually smoked one down there and then we just had like 200 personal ones made. Nice. So that's like Steve's new favorite cigar. He's smoked all of them. They're gone. Lanceros are great. No, they've they've been marinated on the second shelf of my human. Yeah, yeah, nothing crazy. But yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a good. a little more, a little more oomph than that Churchill that you had, whatnot. So a different, a little bit different flavor. I think she has Sumatra binder, Connecticut wrap. So, um, but yeah, you know. So we definitely have that potentially in the pipeline, and I think Sweet. it's a cool size if you do it right. That draw's got to be good though. Yeah, it's a tough you know, size to make. It's one of the hardest ones to make. To make. If you can do it right and you got the right roller and whatnot. I think it's it's definitely a fun size. Yep, sure. Yep, absolutely. Well, Tom, we uh, we appreciate your time. We appreciate you coming on the Burn Down podcast. You know, it's been really good getting to finally meet you and get to know you. And then hopefully next time we were with you and Steve in person and we're smoking some cigars. Yes. But uh, we'll, Absolutely. we'll give you our signature send off. Thank you again, my brother, for coming on. And uh, cheers, chin chin, salute, my friend. Yes, salute. Thank you, guys. Best of luck to you as well going forward with the blueprint and everything. Appreciate Keep making those funny videos. Appreciate you, bro. Thank, Thank you very you, much, Tom. Ooh.